I'm Mark Carcassol in for Alan Carter all this week on the Alan Carter radio program. Let's talk about cryptocurrency. Not exactly my forte. I'm a bit of a Luddite when it comes to stuff like this. I've tried. I just can't seem to get it. I admit I need to study more. Some people get it like that. Me, it, it, it takes a little bit or I guess a lot of reading. Uh, I will understand it at some point. I may even get involved in it at some point. Right now, I'm still learning. But in an attempt to destigmatize and help people navigate and understand the weird wide world that it seems to me anyway is cryptocurrency, a coalition of blockchain companies and digital asset exchanges has formed. Their hope is to act as sort of a singular voice for the industry and to help inform and educate people about what they say are the benefits of decentralized currency. We've got Jarrett Vaughn. He's a professor at the University of British Columbia's Souter School of Business joining us now. Uh, he studies blockchains and cryptocurrencies. He's going to try to help us out and uh, explain some things with this. Uh, Jarrett, thank you very much for joining us today. Thanks, Mark, for having me this morning. It's great to be with you. My pleasure. Now, uh, crypto has had its issues, certainly. There's been uh, all sorts of stories of, of hacks, uh, crime related to it. Uh, various business practices that might not be considered on the up and up, but there's also many positive stories about it as well. Uh, do you think a coalition like this one that is being formed here in Canada can help reform its public image? I think that it definitely can be helpful. Um, as you mentioned, there are aspects of crypto that are often covered uh, in the media that do give it some uh, a negative perspective by some people. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, if we look at... Um, uh, fiat currencies or the dollars that we use, um, this is often used for the same purposes uh, of organized crime and money laundering and things like that. So I think in the reality of the transfer of value in anything, um, there is opportunities for people to engage in some unscrupulous activities. Mm -hmm. But I think that forming a coalition like this of major Web3 companies can really help um, communicate effectively what crypto and Web3 really is out there to do. Is there a, a hesitation there? I mean, obviously, it's, it is difficult for many to, to understand. I mean, I don't, I don't uh, pretend to speak for the majority, but I know I'm not the only person that has difficulty understanding this. Uh, but do you think the reason it's so inaccessible is because you can't take that money out of your account and hold it in your hand like you can those fiat currencies that you mentioned or, or you know, what, what's really holding it back from becoming a, a mainstream form of currency? I mean, I think network effects are really important in a situation like this. And so we need to see crypto and Web3 expand um, from its current user base to a much wider user base. And, and that only really happens when the barrier of entry is reduced. And truthfully, right now, it is confusing to buy crypto. It's challenging. It's hard to get your, your dollars or your fiat currencies into the system. Um, and the user experience isn't that great right now. But I'm not sure if you remember or, or how old some of, the user, uh, some of the listeners are here today. But when the internet started in the 90s, it also was really inconvenient. And it was challenging to get a hold of. And you couldn't just get it hooked up at your house if you wanted to immediately. Um, there was obviously interruptions to your phone line. And the user experience was fairly negative. Uh, but over time, as technology advanced, all of that was able to get cleaned up to the experience we have today. And that's really the, the, the road that Web3 and crypto is walking down right now as we deal with some of these user experience challenges. That's sort of how I like to think about it, too. Uh, and even in terms of Internet commerce, I can remember being a kid having the Internet, dial-up Internet, uh, and things mm -hmm. like eBay coming in and my parents saying, I am not giving my credit card number over the Internet right. to buy you this right. thing. And now it's, it's all anyone does with Amazon. Oh, exactly. You wouldn't even... 
think twice about putting your credit card online, but there was certainly uh, a long time where that was frowned upon or, or people were really worried about. And, and that's that's what a lot of people's experience is or hesitation is with crypto. But as um, user adoption increases, which it is increasing dramatically every single month, um, it, that, that we'll see a good portion of the globe using crypto over the next couple of years, and not just using it as, a, as an investment or um, as speculation, but using it in practical ways that offer real value and utility in their lives, such as listening to music, um, engaging in social media, um, trading and buying and selling crypto, um, blockchain technology and Web3 is, is utilized in uh, transportation, um, distribution channels. And so there's a lot of really practical utility here that people and businesses are and will continue to engage in beyond kind of just flipping JPEGs that are really expensive and, um, and, and speculating on the increase of the value of uh, some specific crypto. Yeah, you're talking about NFTs there, I'm assuming, which I, I don't, I don't quite right. understand because you could just sort of screenshot them and in a way have it yourself. I understand you don't own the original genuine article, but uh, that's one of the things that kind of, I, I know, makes some people roll their eyes at it. But again, I don't pretend to fully understand it, so I'm not going to judge just yet. One of these days, though, I plan <laughs> to have a, a Twitter display picture with uh, you know the, the shiny eyes that I see everyone who does get it having. Right. Uh, Laser eyes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in relation to this coalition that uh, you know its, it's, its intention is to help us understand this and destigmatize the currency, it's called the Canadian Web3 Council. So they don't use the word crypto in their name. I heard you use the term Web3 there. Can you sort of explain what the link is between the two? You've also pointed out that it's an interesting choice for a name. Why? So Web 1, it was the experience that we had in the internet into the 90s, into the early 2000s. And this is where you could really read the internet. You could read websites, you could read blogs. The only interaction you really had was maybe sending through email. Um, Web 2.0 came out kind of when social media did in early 2000s, maybe 2004, 2005, when we started to see MySpace and then the Evolve uh, and the involvement of uh, Facebook, where you could interact. So it became read and write. You could comment, you could post, you could like, um, you could engage with the internet. Today, we're now moving into Web3, which isn't very much of a reality for most people, and it's still in its early stage. And this is what we would say, maybe read, write, and own. So you can actually own a piece of the internet. And instead of signing in with a username, you would actually sign in with a wallet. And that same wallet is used across many, many websites, and it comes with you. And you can carry your assets in your wallet, like your NFTs or some of your cryptocurrencies. And you can not only write, you can not only read and engage, but you can also even own a stake through crypto in some of the websites, um, for lack of a better term, that you might be using. And so Web3 is important. And, and it's kind of an umbrella term that encapsulates crypto. Um, but crypto is much more specific than Web3, if that makes sense. So crypto is really referring to some of the assets that we transfer um, on the internet, um, like Bitcoin or Ethereum. I see. Now, the council would like to see governments create a national strategy for the use of crypto. Can you ever see something like that happening? It's, it's the whole point of crypto, the way I understand it in my limited knowledge, is that it's a decentralized form of currency. Can you ever see a government going along with something that is decentralized that they can't necessarily control? 
I think there's a couple things there. So, you know, will the will the government engage in um, launching um, some type of national currency? Um, I think that's probably ultimately going to happen. Some kind of digital currency that we'll see. We call them CBDCs. Um, that will probably happen, but that will be government controlled and it will not be decentralized. Um, we we certainly will see. Um, the advancement of governments being involved in regulation of buying and selling cryptocurrencies uh, from a taxation perspective, for example. Mm -hmm. uh, and we definitely probably will see the government get involved in the employment opportunities in Web3. There is an enormous amount of jobs and an enormous amount of funds available for businesses who are looking for investment um, to grow their companies if they're a Web3 company. And so we see in Canada, um, historically, we've been heavily involved in Web3. The founder of Ethereum is from Ontario. That is the second largest crypto today. The founder of Binance was raised and went to school here in, in Vancouver. Um, he is now as rich as Mark Zuckerberg, and he founded the world's largest crypto exchange. Um, we have um, Axi, uh, sorry, Ax Axiom Zen, uh, which is founded here in Vancouver, which started some of the first NFTs and is a, is a billion dollar corporation. And so we have huge organizations and influence that has come from Canada. But what this, what this group is looking to do is to get direction from the government so that there's some stability uh, and some consistency and regulation, and also to capitalize on the opportunities for people to start getting jobs in this field in Canada and start starting companies and, and engage in a, a huge opportunity of uh, a financial growth and business development. Well, I certainly have a lot to learn. I am an open-minded guy. I love to learn new things and I definitely want to learn more about this. So uh, Jared, I apologize if any of my questions came off as uh, <laughs> you know, a, a little um, uh, uneducated, but the fact of the matter is I am not fully educated on crypto. I think everyone should get that way though, because it, it seems Absolutely. as though that's the, uh, the way of the future. Jared Vaughn of the Absolutely. University of British Columbia, thank you so much for your time today. Appreciate it. Thanks, Mark.